Hi everyone and welcome to a very special multimedia edition of the podcast It's Your Go Without Saying. I'm your host Andrew Lewis, otherwise known as Punter, and today on the podcast, in your ears, but also on the internet, on video, we've got something great for you. We've been waiting for this for a long time, but with the dearth of content that's going on in the NBA, me and a couple of mates, old friends who love the NBA, have decided to do a draft, an all-time draft, a snake draft to try and find the three teams, the best 12, best 36 players ever, create a team, and then we'll tell you what we're going to do with those teams at the end of the podcast. But first, I want to uh, introduce and say thank you to Amy, who is hosting this video on his Twitch channel. So I'll throw over to Adam to explain. How you doing, Adam? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, so, uh, I mean, initially, we're, we're not going to be... Uh, this this pod's not going up on Twitch. This is going to go up on YouTube, um, as will all of the, the simulated games. It's uh, We are going to stream it live on Twitch, though, the actual simulated games that we've uh, come up with, the teams. We are... Yeah. This is, this is an experiment that I think could be a good way to fill in, especially with that isolation uh, gonna, vibe gonna, right now. We're going to settle arguments or we're going to start them, Adam? I think we're going to do a little bit of both. Uh, and there will always be arguments uh, within the arguments unless you actually get a time machine and, and get these players together. But uh, this is a good way to get that discussion to happen. Excellent. Now... Those of you who have been following the podcast have heard Adam and I talk about the NBA, mostly about the Lakers, um, Adams and Sisters. But we've got a third member of the team today, uh, our resident Minnesota Timberwolves fan, Kevin Garnett Stan, Daniel Shea. How you doing, Daniel? I'm very well, thanks, Andrew. Uh, yeah. you. Welcome to the podcast. You excited? Very, very and slightly lost. I haven't done one of these before, so looking forward to it. Uh, it, it. It is going to be excellent. Now, for those of you listening at home, watching at home, here are the rules of what we're going to do. It's a snake draft, which means that uh, we'll go one, two, three in order and then reverse the order for the next round. Each, each one of us has to draft 12 players, five guards, five forwards and two centers, so a bit traditional in that regard. And also, as an added wrinkle, you have to pick a player who played in every decade, as in there has to be at least one player on your team who played the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, and 2010s. Considering no one's really played the 2020s, we didn't include that, but I'm sure we would be able to cover that anyway. So, Oh, look, I think I, I've, I've got it covered. You've got it covered? <laughs> now... By virtue of a random ballot draw, the draft order will go Adam first, then Daniel, then me. And then, of course, then because we reversed the draft, then it's me. So I'll do two picks. So I'll do that. So I'll have the first pick in the second round, then Daniel, then Adam. So for most of the time, Adam and I will be picking two picks back to back, with Daniel picking a pick in the middle, but he has twice as many turns. You'll figure it out. So. Yeah, it's, all, it's pretty straightforward. So. We're ready to go. We've done all our preparation. We're going to pick these teams. Hang on a sec. Then... Did, did you say preparation? Yeah. yeah. You haven't done any preparation? Uh, I mean, at the very least, have you watched any of The Last Dance? 
Uh, next question. Oh, he hasn't. He hasn't. I, no, I plan on binge no watching point. The Last Dance. Not that I've uh, had a shortage of, of uh, not spoilers because it's there's no such thing as spoilers these days. Um, Daniel, make sure you don't tell them who won the 91 final. <laughs> the Lakers look good that year. Uh huh. Fair enough. So we're going to get straight into it. All right. With, I, I will. I, I will. I'm, I'm Adam Silver. I didn't even shave my head. With some, I know it's like playing Monopoly and I'm the banker and I'm also playing. Um, with the number one pick in the NBA all time, it should go without saying draft. Adam Amy selects Kobe Bryant. Oh, wait. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to. You don't know how badly I wanted to do this. Oh, I, I did not select Kobe Bryant. I'm I'm typing these in as we go. Oh, yeah, so um, if you're watching this on the video, um, these will be coming up on the screen, so you can refer to them. Well, Kobe Bryant's already up on the screen. Um, he is. I, everyone <laughs> predicted that I was going to pick Kobe, but no. <clears throat> Number one pick is, of course, the one, the only... Not the one from Black Panther, Michael B. No, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. Michael Jordan. Yes. Just, now that does not settle the goat debate. Of that's enough. Oh, I think it settles it. <laughs> um, now we're all we're all born within like ten months of each other in the very early eighties. We all grew up watching basketball in the late eighties and early nineties, and you know, right throughout the nineteen nineties. Tell us a bit about what Michael Jordan meant to you in terms of you know, a, a formative fan of basketball in the NBA. Uh, as far as being someone that oh, you look up to when you're growing up and learning a sport, it's synonymous. Jo- Jordan was everything that basketball was in the, in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. Uh, there's not, not a whole lot more to it, but my teenage years were full, filled with Michael Jordan. That's it's. That said, I was more of a Scottie Pippen fan when people talked about the the Bulls winning titles. But maybe I have seen the Last Dance. I don't know. Maybe you have. Um, no. But yes, Michael Michael Jordan is definitely uh, number one pick, shooting guard, which is frustrating. And I've already got things try things going through my brain as to how that two spot is gonna. Is going to work because there there's another shooting guard that I obviously want. Hey, there was but I'm probably going to get sniped. You know, there's three more picks, and if he is the other greatest player of all time, then Kobe might not be there when it gets back to me. Four more picks, maybe not. Um, there was a part of time in the ninety five ninety six season when MJ uh, uh, there was a period there where they ran out a lineup of a starting lineup of Jordan Pippen, Ku Coach Rodman, Longley. They were playing. Jordan and Pippen at guard beside each other. So it's not like Jordan can't play with another wing. Yes. Yes, true. Very true. Mm. Very true. And and you can move the spots. Okay. Michael Jordan, unsurprisingly, maybe a little bit surprisingly considering he was picking number one. I mean, the random selection <laughs> was basically, let's give Adam the pick because you'll pick Kobe. Um, and now I see like how that. it works. <laughs> yes. Um... With the number two pick, Daniel selects King James. LeBron James. Le- the other other guy <laughs> in that in all those debates at the moment. First Laker <laughs> take it, Adam. 
Yes, first Laker taken. That'll be an interesting analysis to make once we once we get to break these teams down. How many uh, Lakers are actually taken? Might settle the who's better, the Lakers or the Celtics. It might, you know, team versus <laughs> you know team of champions, champions team. Anyway, um, <laughs> LeBron obviously a more recent star. Started in the NBA at eighteen years of age. Eight straight NBA Finals, three championships. Um, do you have any any special LeBron memories? I think I remember being just really impressed. Like that that season when they came back from uh, when they came back from the three one. Um, you know when LeBron has actually said that's when he believed he became the goat. Um, I think he's a very special player. Um, I think actually that unlike Michael, he didn't enter the league with the that kind of winning, you know, that that killer instinct. I think he had to kind of earn that over time. He had, a, you know, that um, that fa- that failure early on, um, and I think it hardened him. I think I mean, a lot of a lot of um, talking heads have kind of um, discussed that a lot on, you know, ESPN and, and elsewhere. Um, but he's just been so consistently good since that time. I mean, we're talking about him as, you know, one or two in the MVP in this current interrupted season, and he's in his 17th year. Like, it's just amazing. And he's leading the league in assists. I think, the yeah, because I guess the big argument, the thing that comes up every time they talk about, you know, MJ versus LeBron in the current, I guess, crop of GOAT debates is peak versus consistency and longevity. Longevity. Um, And that's really what is, that's really something he's got going for him. He's just been consistently great for a really long time Um, and, and stuck with it. And he can do everything. He's just really good. I mean, particularly, I've been rewatching some of these, um, uh, some of these old, older playoff games because there are no new ones. Um, and even his his defense on some of those Miami teams was just amazing. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's 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 not a lot more to say really. I think he's um, just a fantastic player. <clears throat> the uh, the thing I find that he shares with Michael Jordan is a an ability to identify the holes in his game and then to turn them into strengths. Michael Jordan came in the league as this athletic guy, dunks, all this sort of stuff, a, a good jump shooter, um, but, you know, catch and shoot jump shooter and, you know, develop the turnaround, the post-up game and all that sort of thing. And LeBron's done the same thing. Certainly not a very good shooter when he came into the league. And now, you know, a good to great uh, range shooter. So, um, and averaging 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 the league in assists this year, leading the league in assists this year has been an incredible effort. Well, yeah. the thing that he seems to be doing at the moment with his shot, I mean, just over the last two seasons, his range has expanded. Like his his those those really long range threes that you know. Uh, oh, like against Philly when he pulled up inside the the center circle and. You know, those really long-range shots that we tend to associate with, you know, Curry and Lillard. Like, he's, he's taking and making those now. So, yeah. Very good. LeBron is off the board at number two. So that I'll start typing the, Kobe, right? That seems to be the conventional thinking um, about who the greatest two NBA players of all time are. Um, I've got the next two picks. So... 
All right, um, so you're taking Kobe and... I, I Well, I'm taking a Celtic for, with my first of my picks, the pick three, and that is the greatest winner who ever played a team game ever. I was going to make a Kyrie, Bill... Kyrie joke. <laughs> <laughs> no. That is Bill Russell. Bill, Bill Russell. Russell. Bill Russell won 11 titles in 13 years. He won his first title in the same 12-month span as he won an Olympic gold medal and the second of his two college championships. The only two years he didn't win the championship in his entire NBA career was in his second season when he rolled his ankle and St. Louis beat them in seven games. Game seven was a double overtime game seven where I think one of the games St. Louis almost won the game on a design play where they had the ball at the other baseline and the play was to throw the ball 94 feet into the backboard straight to Bob Pettit. And it worked right up until Bob Pettit missed the shot. The other one he lost, the other one he lost was, the, was, was the year that uh, Wilt went crazy and the Sixers, the, uh, Sixers went 68-13. Bill Russell was his first year as playing coach. And he didn't know what he was doing. Every other year he won. He was a, he's the greatest teammate of all time. He's, he, he wrote in his book that he was committed to winning by making his teammates better. And he would be the start of everything defensively we want to do. I don't think there's any with the pop we know that we knew that he handled Wilt in his pop. There's only two centers where I think he'd have a problem defending them mm-hmm. historically. And that'd be one Pete Kareem and pretty much Russell retired as soon as Kareem came into the league. And the other would be Pete Shaq. Like two thousand Shaq. Yeah. They're the only two centers I would worry about in the history of the game that Russell could defend. But his health defense and everything that would be perfect. So Bill Russell, I, I if I had the number one pick, I would have I would have I would have seriously considered taking Russell above everybody who's ever played the game. Wow. See, I there's just one glaring downside in my eyes, and that's he and played for the Boston Celtics. There's <laughs> <laughs> so out. many brownie points taken away. Okay, do I get do I get brownie points back for my next pick? Oh, okay, you're about to take the my second. My next pick is the greatest point guard of all time, Irvin Magic Johnson. Yes, okay. He took the second greatest Laker of all time. Uh, by his own admission. Um, well, <laughs> this is he, true. He's named someone else as the greatest Laker of all time. Um, still on, so still on my draft board. Magic, so many different phases of Magic's career. The most impressive thing from... From Magic's career, from my point of view, is how he, you know, we look at someone like Chris Webber, who missed the opportunity to be clutch early in his career and never ever got that like that app installed. So by the time he was playing for championships, he just wanted no part of the big moment. Magic is, Johnson is that called the clutch app? Yeah, uh, Magic Johnson. I think Trademark his second pending. or third second season got swept. Um, you know. First time he played the Celtics in the in the player in the NBA Finals, you know he he made a couple of blunders in a couple of games. However, he just worked on it, and the last two, particularly '87 uh, championship against the Celtics, he was in, awesome. You know, um, encompassed by the baby skyhook that won the game in Boston Garden, made you know an incredible performance. He became, you know, he transformed himself right throughout his career. Um, he is, and they'll, you know, there'll never, ever, ever be another Magic. Nope. So, in the, in the lead-up to this, 
in the lead up to this, so I mean, as I say, I've been watching some old games, um, particularly for. I mean, I started following the NBA later than both of you guys because I wasn't following regularly until the 96-97 season. My first rookie class was Kobe's rookie class. Um, and um, so, yeah, I went back and I was watching some old games. Um, uh, in particular, I was watching some games from the, um, the 91 finals. And I had actually just not realized how good a post player Magic was. Um, he was doing whatever he wanted down there against MJ. It was just it was just a um, just an amazing series. And I think you know everyone knows about the um, you know the, the passing, the versatility, um, but he just had really good kind of post footwork, and he was so strong. Like he had such a strong. Um, lower body that he could kind of get in hold position against really good players down there. So, yeah. Yeah. And again, I mean, it's a, it's a common theme with uh, the players so far that we've selected. Um, you know, a developed skill. You know, didn't come into the league as a as a post player necessarily. And, you know, develop that skill to take advantage of smaller defenders. So, uh, in, in a way, LeBron... Agreed. So I'm very happy with my bookends. Uh, Bill Russell on the pivot, Magic running the show. Pick five is Daniels. So over to you, big fella. Um. Well, speaking of great Lakers, um, and uh, I'm I'm very happy to have heard you say that you thought Bill Russell might have struggled with my pick, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem. Um, all time, at least all the greatest time. Laker of all time has not been picked. She's going to give me an Caruso. opportunity. It's okay. We'll get Sorry. Alex Caruso. It's fine. Yeah, I think you probably have the He's next pick. my boy. Pick. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, what can be said about Kareem? Um, again, uh, this is maybe becoming a bit of a trend for me. Long career. Um, very consistent performer. His peak was just off the charts. Um, great two-way player. Unguardable, um, particularly in his prime, um, to the point where didn't they make dunks illegal when he was in college just to slow him down? Yeah, I think, I think so. that changed a lot of rules to try and yeah. Um, which is why he had to develop his most unguardable move, the skyhook. Um, and um, yeah, because I was such a latecomer to basketball, but and. Uh, an early fan of martial arts. Actually, my first encounter with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was in a Bruce Lee movie. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> One of the victims in Tower of And he was in Airplane. So there's, there's yeah, another... Yeah, yeah, yeah. That too. Yeah, I saw that before. I watched an NBA game as well. Another <laughs> format where he outshone Wilt. <laughs> Wilt was in Conan the Barbarian. Oh, boy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's going to oh, be... Kare- Kareem won finals MVP awards 14 years apart. He won the finals MVP in 71 and 1985. Yes. That is insane. His first and last last chips were 17 years apart, weren't they? Something like that? Yeah. 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 Insane. It's actually, people speak about careers and... Oh, will they make it through? It's year 14 and 15. Like at the moment, what is it, 16 for LeBron? It's like, oh, in season 16. And it's like, well, Kareem was doing it all. Yeah. 
He also did it after, I think, a four-year college career. He didn't come out early. I didn't. It didn't so, do the, the high school thing. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, he was he retired well into his forties. So. Yeah, they don't they don't make them like that anymore. That's the the downside of it all. No. So Adam, you have two picks coming up. Pick six and seven. All right. Okay. So. You have the floor. I have the floor. <laughs> I don't think it's any secret who who I really wanted to take at the at the number one spot. I well, I don't think it's a secret. So with my second pick or pick, what is it? What is it? Pick six. Yep. I am going to take one of the greatest scorers in the history of the game. In fact, the highest scorer ever. In basketball history, I'm taking Wilt Chamberlain because I also have the following pick, with which I'll take Kobe Bryant, of course. So two great Lakers. All players have something in common to link them. Uh, Obviously, Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, very similar in play styles. Kobe Bryant and Wilt Chamberlain, very similar in scoring feats, 81 points and 100 points. At At the moment, I think I've got it for firepower. But I'm 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 not going to go too deep into my selections. And anyone that's watching the YouTube video, yes, I put Kobe Bryant as my second pick because that would be silly if I actually picked Wilt before Kobe. Fair enough. Are you running the triangle? Uh, we don't know what we're running yet. We, we we don't know. We don't know what coaches are available. We don't know what playbooks are available. Um. If it was an actual game that we're playing, I would have been on the phone to Phil. We would have been trying to hook a few things up, but I don't know. Maybe maybe we go for something a bit more modern and a bit more balanced. Space the floor and look for those those two dominant scorers. Fair enough. But but you yes. get Phil on the phone, you tell him you got Wilt, and he'd be like, yeah, I'm going to start Bill Weddington. Um, <laughs> he'd get him to carry the, uh, the ball bags in and get the boys warmed up and tape up their ankles and whatnot. <laughs> Will did average fifty and twenty five in a season, where he averaged. Even, and he was no slouch. More, more amazingly, that season he averaged forty eight point seven minutes per game. Now, uh, for you those of you playing at home, we realise that a basketball, an NBA basketball game, has forty eight minutes in it. Uh, Will played every minute that season, including OT overtimes. Yeah. So. So yeah, we've got. And, so that uh, means that means that we've got. Yeah, two of the greatest guards of all time, and a man and a center that can can run all day, literally. Is there anything you wanted to say about Kobe that hasn't been said? Um, no, no. I, I think I think I'll leave it. Everybody knows how I how I feel about uh, the Mamba, and I'm not getting emotional on 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 this podcast. But um, yeah, certainly certainly missing missing the Mamba. And um, at least we'll get to see him take the court in this simulation. Absolutely. I think there'll be later opportunities for Daniel and I to take our favorite players of all time. Um, just to throw <laughs> some, you know, typical shade on your pick. Yep. You will average 50 and 25. Bill Russell won the MVP. Um, Daniel, it's a <laughs> pick eight, so it's over to you. <clears throat> okay. Um I guess I will continue this trend of like long-term achievers. Um, I'm going to take Mr. Consistent, 
the big fundamental, Tim Duncan. Timmy! Timmy! Um, again, I guess probably not the, not the sexiest pick, but he was just so good and so consistent. Popovich um, thinks he's a sexy pick. He picked him as an assistant coach now. Oh, yeah. Have you seen his new hair? Oh, oh yeah. That's the most thing about Tim Duncan ever. That's what I'm trying to do right now. Swag. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I mean, what can you say? Uh, Timmy, nothing rattled him. Uh, I remember seeing an interview with, um, with Shaq about how I think Shaq's term for it is um, when he's trying to talk about, you know, physically dominating people in games, um, intimidating them, et cetera, he, he refers to it as touching them up. Um, and he talked about how he, um, he kept trying to rattle Tim Duncan as a rookie and just couldn't do it. Um, but that, that mm. just that level of excellence he maintained over such a long time, and he was the pivot of that team, even when it still had the Admiral David Robinson on it. Like, he was just an amazing um, anchor for that Spurs team for such a long time. And, um, and what, one of the all-time great Game 7 performances, Game 7, the 2003 NBA Finals, I think he was 21 points, 20 rebounds, 10 assists, 8 blocks. Very close Just, to that elusive quadruple double. In a game seven of the NBA Finals? Are you kidding me? Yeah. He's not going to – so he's not going to jump 50 inches in the air as Wilt is reputed to have been able to do. Or the other um, thing. Sorry? Replays will show. <laughs> All the other yeah. things Wilt is reported to have done. But, um, yeah, he, he was just so good for such a long time. And, yeah. you know, I mean, really, he hadn't even – he hadn't even really lost it by the time he by the time he retired. But um, such a good player. Yep. And again, and uh, NBA titles fifteen years apart, so a bit like Kareem in that yep. regard. So you've got Adams. Adams getting the taking the you know just putting points up, filling the score sheet corner. Daniel's taking the you know long term excellence. LeBron, Duncan, Kareem. So yeah, me, I got the next next two picks. I'm going to continue to take the one Laker, one Celtic corner. That's Uh-oh. what I'm going to continue to do. Here we go. So with my not with the ninth pick, I am taking the the hick from French Lick, Larry Joe Bird, one of the all time uh, great players. Um, I think career 24, 10, and seven guy. Um, yeah, another one yeah, who just yeah. consistently made his teammates better. And again, uh, with my fourth pick, which is the tenth pick overall, and you know we've been meaning to have this out for some time. I'm going to take the man who I believe is the greatest shooting guard in Los Angeles Lakers history, the logo, Jerry West, and also one of the great GMs of all time. I believe yours is a fourth round pick, and mine is a second round pick. Yeah. It's sort of like when the Swans took Nick Poz- Nick Fosdyke with pick four and we took Lenny Hayes from pick 13, despite <laughs> the fact he was from Sydney. Thanks. Yeah, what pick was Kawhi again? I'm just going to be quiet about where people are drafted. <laughs> that, 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 uh, I'm bummed they've stopped doing the redraftables on the Book of Basketball podcast. Oh, I reckon they'll though. start it up again. If the season doesn't recommence... For, for another month, they've got plenty of content to make. So, no, um, 
I feel like a bit how you've described with your team, Adam, with your with you, you just you've gone for scoring. Um, with Russell at the centre position, I've got to I've got to surround him with guys who can shoot the ball. Yep. And you know mm-hmm. Jerry West would have probably averaged three or four more points a game for his career if he had been a three point line. Um, Larry Bird was probably the first player to embrace the dagger three. You know, is in. You know, we're we're gonna we're gonna break this game wide open. You know, Xavier McDaniel, he's run. I'm gonna just run to this spot and hit three right in your face, and then he hits it, and you know, the game's broken open. So that's that's sort of my mentality with the picks. In all seriousness, is you know, Russell, not a great scorer. I've got to I've got to surround him with guys who who will score, and Magic will certainly get them the ball in the right spots. Well, I guess one of the other one of the other amazing things about Russell was that. His rebounds were passes so much of the time, and his blocks were passes so much of the time. And um, you, if you've got those sorts of shooters around him, you know mm. maybe, maybe he's maybe he's getting ten assists a game. Mm. Well, I mean, Bill Russell's average like four and a half assists a game at a time where it was harder to get them. So, mm. <clears throat> anyway, on to uh, um, onto Dan's pick, I think. Onto Dan's pick, pick eleven. Um, you are on the board, Daniel. Okay. Um, I uh, I think it could be nice to have a bit more um, a bit more versatility and uh, a bit more scoring punch. <clears throat> I'm going to go with Mr. Triple, uh, Mr. Triple Double, the Big O, Oscar Robertson. Oh, I thought you were about to say Russell Westbrook. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the man that did it first, the Big O. Is there any truth to the rumor that Oscar the Grouch is named after Oscar Robertson? <laughs> I, I wouldn't. Um... I, I, I want it to be true. Does that, does that count? <laughs> yes, um, yes, it totally does. Um, a Oscar man described by, um, by Kareem when asked um, who he considered uh, to be amongst the greatest of all time. He talked about, he mentioned Russell, Wilt, and Oscar Robertson, when specifically asked about an active, an active MJ. Now, I think we can put some of that down to you know grumpy old grumpy old player, but um, he was just such an impressive player. Um, scored a lot more points than when I was looking into this um, for the, my draft board. Um, scored a lot more points than I realised actually. Um, I kind of thought he was much more of a pass first sort of guy, but no, he was a very, a very active scorer. He was like twenty five points a game or something for his career. Yeah. Um, so yeah, c- couldn't go past him. Plus, you know, helped me cover the, uh, the kind of 1960, 1970, uh, uh, kind of decades. So those rules requirements did, uh, did vary people's picks. I think uh, have influenced to a, to a little extent. Well, I hope so. We didn't want anyone, any era to get favored too much. If I can't fit Alex Caruso into my team, because I had to pick some bloke from the sixties. This is, <laughs> I don't what, know. like Sam Jones or someone like that. Alex Russo will fit your team. Will fit in the overhead. Uh, in the luggage. <laughs> oh, you're a funny guy. You are. I think Oscar is the first guy we've got to who's really sort of been forgotten by time. As in, he's the first guy who who we like. I feel like because Jerry wears the logo and he's because mm. he's been a GM. And I think he is a GM at the moment. He's the Clipper GM, isn't he? Um, um, 
he's been kept sort of in people's the front of their people's minds. But Oscar's sort of been forgotten, other than this. Oh, there was this season. It was the same season. Will scored fifty. Um, you know, he averaged a triple double. But you know, Oscar was an incredible basketball player. Probably the first absolute true perfectionist as a basketball player. He was exceptional in that regard, and as such, perhaps not the easiest guy to play with. But that, yeah, that Milwaukee team though, you know, him and him and Kareem as well. Mm. And some other guys on that team too. I think it was just Gus Johnson. I think might have been on that team, or, or so. I mean, they won two titles. They won in seventy-one and seventy-four. So. Um, you know, it was, it was an odd time, but uh, certainly the cream of the NBA was still there. It was around the time the Lakers were 33 straight. The Knicks won a couple of titles. The Celtics were, weren't terrible either. So there might have been one title for the Bucks in 71. I mean, they might have lost in the finals to the Celtics in 74. But Oscar Robertson sort of forgotten a little by time. Oh, look, I, I think that's a, a product of recency bias as well when you talk about mm. people remember players that they are watching. And this is why a lot of 90s players we remember. And um, obviously we know current day players, but we, we do. We remember the the Jordans and the Pippins and the Alonzo Mornings and Anthony Hardaway. I'm just thinking, I'm starting to think combos in NBA Jam. <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it my turn yet? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. With your next two picks in NBA Jam. Speaking of combos, I think... I may have made a point guard Smooth. panic pick, I'll call it. But I have locked in. I'm going to go with the scoring thing again. So with my fourth pick, I'm picking the mailman, Carl Malone. Oh, so own. currently, I have three of the top five scorers of all time. Is that right? Another, or have I got another, of the top six? Where's Malone? All time? Malone is second. Second. Uh, Jordan is... No, no. Four. Jordan. Yeah, I think you've got Kobe. Two, three, four, five. Yeah. Yeah. No, we're good. Yeah. We're good. I'll take the mailman. Come alone. But as a partner in crime, probably should have picked a different partner in crime. But I've locked in John Stockton. Doc. Complimentary Doc. piece to Carl Malone. What I would say is a big, big factor behind his success. And I think John Stockton was really underrated as a um, as a pass first point guard. Simple as that. He just sort Stockton of averaged fourteen and a half assists one season. Okay, yep. fourteen man, and a half. I I have got three of the all time greatest scorers in history, and the player to the only player to have scored a hundred points in a game. I have John Stockton to feed those players. That is my that is my justification behind that. Simple well, as I that. Think the, other about, the other thing about Stockton actually is that um, when you see players like contemporaries of his that played him, um, talk about him. They they have a lot of respect for him, a lot. Like um, uh, with The Last Dance and other things, um, there's been talk about the Dream Team. Obviously, Stockton was on that. But I remember even like a rookie, um, a rookie Alan Iverson being asked about the players that he was most impressed by and found most difficult. Um, and the two he named were MJ, for obvious reasons, and Stockton. Because he would just throw passes past mm. you and there was nothing you could do about it. Yeah. Um, he's a, he's so definitely yeah. one of my top top point guards of yeah, all time. Yeah, no, good pick. And, um, and given uh, that magic, uh, really Magic's good. off the board, I had to had to pick somebody. When, mm. when we were growing up, the surest two points 
from one player was Michael Jordan. The surest two points from one player passing to another player was Stockton Malone. That yep. was just whether it was on a break or, or whether it was you know Malone to the low post, Malone to the high post. They were they played with a ruthless efficiency that you know I think I think in the last twenty years has sort of been downplayed as being you know not particularly good to watch, especially considering. I mean, it wasn't like one of those Knicks Heat scrums, yeah. um, but they did they did run an offense um, within an inch of its life, really. Um, but they got through the two NBA finals, and you know the West was that was about the time the West started getting loaded, sort of like the mid to late nineties. Yeah, they got through you know a Houston team which had a large one, Barkley and Drexler. They got through the Kemp, uh, uh, Peyton Sonics. I think in one of those years, 97, 98, um, I think they went through the, like the Spurs in Duncan's rookie year. They had, of course, David Robinson and Sean Elliott and Avery Johnson that time. So, no, I, I mean, I think, I think, I think, you know, I, I, I'm a huge Stockton fan. I, 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 it's I gonna, well, it's going to, it's going to round guys. out. It's going to round out an interesting starting five. Um, mm. And that is my starting five locked in. Kobe, will be starting at the three so that he and Jordan can take the floor together. Cool. And you got my and, uh, I'll, and just, Will. I'll just observe that um, <clears throat> Adam's so far maintained a streak of um, not going two picks in a row without picking a Laker. Lots of Lakers up this uh, top. Oh, yes. Come on. Almost got his title with the Lakers. Almost. Almost. So, Daniel, you are on the board for pick 14 to round out your starting five. So, um, speaking of the dream team, as I as I was cunningly a, bit, a little bit earlier, um, I guess the most controversial omission uh, was my pick. Isaiah Thomas, uh, Zeke, not IT, of the bad boy, the baddest of the bad boy Pistons. The baddest <laughs> of the bad boys, indeed. Um, now, now, you're not getting Isaiah Thomas gonna, isn't your GM. He's so not running your team. Sorry, he's not going to be a GM. He's no, just gonna play, he's just going to play basketball. He's not going to announce or. Um, well, it actually apparently, um, <clears throat> with the recently renewed um, interest in kind of the the Bad Boy Pistons era, um, yeah. apparently um, the current player who has the same name or almost the same name because there's a spelling difference, um, IT has actually been getting hate mail for Zeke. <laughs> so he's like, people on Twitter. It's like, how old do you think I am? I did not play for the, I did not play for the Pistons in the 80s and 90s. Um, but I guess the yeah. thing about yeah. Zeke... Hmm? Uh, go on. Yeah. Um, I think he's often rightfully described as one of the two best pure point guards of all time. Um, and generally, it's him and Stockton that are talked about. Um, magic was something else. But um, in terms of your small players, your classic point guards, who were real um, leaders on championship teams, it's very hard to go past Zeke. He was clutch. Um, he was tough. Not everyone liked him, 
but he knew how to win and he could score from he could score from anywhere. I think you, you left out a couple of words from that saying so he knew how to win dirty. He knew how to win dirty. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And um, actually, one thing that's been really interesting is seeing, uh, I guess, because of this renewed interest, mm. um, seeing a lot of the kind of talking heads um, talking about him. Like, you know, Jalen Rose, massive Zeke fan, um, loves point guards, you know, love uh, from Michigan representing, um, uh, particularly during this time when a lot of people are sending a lot of hate towards Zeke because of the doc. Um uh, which, of course, um, has also um, renewed interest in this idea that he was frozen out of the uh, the original Dream Team um, and that that was the reason he wasn't on the team. It wasn't um, just he wasn't one of the best players in the world, just wasn't good enough. It was great, it was up there, but maybe wasn't the best. <laughs> You've got to build a team. So um, well, it's, it's kind of funny. The guys, they already had it. Well, I don't think anyone on the dream team was going to pick Isaiah Thomas as the uh, as the glue guy that they needed. That's actually kind of what seems to be coming out. Um, <laughs> like, so you know, you know, in, in skills, he was certainly you know in the in the echelon. I mean, you could also argue that Shaq should have been on the team instead of Leitner too, right? Um, but um. The thing was, everyone has kind of had this idea that MJ was the one who um, stopped stopped Zeke from being on the Dream Team. Um, but one thing that's come out as they've interviewed more and more players, it's like, well, who wanted him on the team? It wasn't it, it wasn't Magic at the time. They they they'd fallen out. It wasn't Bird. It wasn't Pippen. You know. Um, so maybe it was and, just uh, a, a, a uh, one person didn't want him, so nobody actually put their hand yeah. up and defended for I bet, it. Yeah. I think in the preceding season, um, in one of the Pistons-Utah games, uh, Thomas had really fouled Stockton hard. When they played the return game, uh, Malone whipped an elbow into, into Thomas's head and opened up like a 20-centimetre gash on his forehead as uh, Thomas drove to the lane. So I think Carmelo and Stockton were probably also on that list of, no, we don't want to play with that guy. So The, the mailman delivered some pain. Oh, he <laughs> delivered. <laughs> um, yeah, so I guess really the one thing I might worry about in picking, uh, in picking Zeke is chemistry. We'll see. I think, he and, I think he and Oscar Robertson might or might not get along at all. So they'll either get along really well or really, really badly. Really, really, really well, or really, really badly. Yeah. On the other hand, great versatility with that backcourt because they could both sort of. I know, I know, Isaiah's small, but at least from an offensive sense, they could both play on the ball and off the ball. Mm. Well, and 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 um, big O six five, like you know, he can, he can easily easily slide to the two if he needs to. Yeah. No worries. Well, that's everyone's starting five finished except mine. And I'm going to finish it with the guy who I think is the best scorer of his generation, the most versatile scorer of his generation, and that is Kevin Durant. Ooh. You know, Interesting pick range, very early. for, and, and I think would fit in exceptionally well with this team in terms of knowing his role and, again, spreading the floor around Russell, um, you know, 
Magic wasn't a great three-point shooter. With Burb West and Durant, I've got plenty of three-point shooting in, in that lineup. Mm. And then, so that's with my fifth pick, which is pick 15. My next pick is the guy's going to bring it all together off the bench and unleash holy hell on NBA on my uh, competitors defensively, and that is the greatest second banana of all time, Scotty Pippen. Knew he wasn't going to come back. So Pippen's my sixth man. He mm. comes, you know, Durant and Bird can both play in the four position. Pippen can slide down, or you can take West off, slide Pippen to the two. But if you've got a defensive problem with a wing or a guard, I just bring Pippen on and shut that down like he shut down Mark Jackson in the 98 playoff. So I, can, I, can I pose a hypothetical here? Dan, yeah. if John Stockton was still on the board, would you have taken him over Isaiah? That's a hard one, actually. Probably, yeah. Because I'm, like, I'm, I'm regretting, I'm regretting not taking Pippen. Yeah, because I wanted to pair up. So I mean, I've got Carl Malone and John Stockton, but I think having Pippen and Jordan would have been probably the better one-two punch. Yeah. Actually, that yeah, is probably a better I, one-two punch. But I, I probably, I probably would have. I mean, the other thing is. The other thing about Stockton, aside from being kind of an ultimate team guy, is chemistry-wise, mm. um, he's not going to get in the way. I mean, the dream team, Chuck Daly was the coach. <laughs> Zeke's coach was the dream team coach, and he didn't pick him. Yeah. Word is because actually the, the, the Pistons guard he wanted was Dumas for his defense, um, and he just couldn't justify picking, yeah. uh, picking him over, over Zeke, so he didn't pick either of them. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I probably would have. Okay. That. Okay. Yeah. So I'd be, I yeah, still have a bit of buyer's remorse. No offense to John Stockton. I think, I think, I actually uh, think Zeke is, Yeah, I mean, because I actually think Zeke is a stronger individual talent. But when you, when I'm thinking about chemistry, um, I'm thinking about chemistry, which actually stopped me. There are a couple of other guys I, I didn't pick because of chemistry reasons as well. Mm. Um, so I think yeah, I'm already no, going to have chemistry issues. I think that's going to be an interesting conversation once we finish this draft. Yeah, yeah very much so. <laughs> oh, well. Thanks for picking, oh. picking Scotty Punter. You're welcome. Um, I, I'm going to run Russell and Pippen uh, you know, on the defense, uh, on the floor at the same time. It's just like nobody's going to score against those two guys. And, you know, just in, a, in, a, in an absolute, um, you know, perfect world moment, I'd also throw like 82 magic out there, like early magic. When the Lakers used to play that one-three-one zone, and Magic could be sort of in the middle, playing free safety, all that oh, length, yeah. and Durant, you know, no defensive slouch either. Yes, this is true. Bird's the, Bird's the weak link in that five, and you know, it, it, or, or West, and you know, neither, you know, they weren't terrible defensive. Players. No, they weren't slouch. So, anyway, pick seventeen is Daniels, his sixth man. Um. Well, I think I've got to go with Hakeem. The other, the dream. Um, Hakeem and Hakeem and Kareem. All right, that's my a, two yeah, that's a lot yeah. of dream. It's a lot of dream. Um, <laughs> but again, you know, just such a like such a strong, such a strong two way player um, mm-hmm. from that set of position. Good range, amazing footwork. Um, great defender, um, and it was a real, was a real like it was a real dog in those two um, Rockets championships. Um, was just a very very impressive. Um, 
Yeah, no, got to love me some McKean. Um, I, I choose not to remember the Toronto years <laughs> right at the end. Oh, um, I, 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 get, I did not talk about the uh, the Wizards years when I picked Jordan yeah. at number one. That's for sure. Although they were sneaky better than most people remember. I'm also yeah. not choosing a no. Wizards build of Michael Jordan for, <laughs> for, for from, uh, from 2K. That, that's for sure. Yeah. But I don't know. I might. There might be a Toronto build of Akeem if you really want me to look for it. No. <laughs> um, over those two championships that the Rockets won, 94-95, he went through Ewing, David Robinson, and Shaq over those two years. That's just, you know, that's the way to do it. He just, just the way to tick the boxes off the list. I've eviscerated every one of my rivals. There, there's no greater MJ, non-MJ smackdown than Hakeem's taking down David Robinson in the Western Conference Finals in 95. Particularly after game two where they gave Robinson the MVP and Elijah was just like, okay, well, you enjoy that trophy. Um, I am now going to end you. I don't think Robinson was really ever the same player after that series. Sorry for my silence. I'm just doing a grammar check. Yeah. I I mean, I agree, actually. Although, one thing about... um, one thing I always thought about uh, about Robinson that sort of differentiated him, he was a supreme talent. He was a, a really, really talented, athletic, strong player. But I guess I always wondered whether he had that, um, the dog in him, you know? Um, you know, he didn't, he, he didn't win until he got, t- he got Timmy. And um, um, he had some really amazing kind of individual performances, but... You know, he needed that. He needed that. He needed that help. Hakeem was a killer, though. That's, yeah. Oh, I don't know about the help well, factor. How many, how many how many championships does Jordan win without Pippen? Well, there is that. There is that. I think everybody I needs their partner in crime or that complimentary piece. Um, oh, at least. At least but you're yeah. right. You're right. You can't just be a star athlete and just win a championship. And, and yeah, he sort of came into his own when Timmy came yeah. along. But Hakeem... I don't know, there's a bit of a rotation of stars and whatnot around him, and it was an interesting time. It was definitely a, a center's paradise. Oh, yeah. Totally. The, 90, the 94 team was uh, Kenny Smith, Vernon Maxwell, Robert Ory, Otis Thorpe, and Akeem with Sam Cassell, Mario Eli. Sam Cassell Carl was underrated, Herrera. by the way. Carl Herrera, I was like rookie Cassell, and Carl Herrera <laughs> off the bench. Um, the Knicks had a better team, top to bottom. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that series, and because of the way TV worked back then, it was I had to be home on time to be able to watch it uh, on ESPN. There was no like it was no replay. It was we were lucky to get the game, those finals. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's a trip down memory well, lane. It was Daniel. You've taken Kareem and Akeem now, so you can't take another center. Every other center is unavailable to you unless you. Unless you can justify them being a four, draft them as a four. Yeah. Okay, Adam, pick eighteen uh, and nineteen. I I did say I was uh, doing doing a bit of a a uh, bit of a, a spell check, if you would call it. Um, so I'm not gonna. I have actually googled the proper spelling. There's a couple of letters I wasn't sure about, but with my pick, my sixth man is the Greek freak. Giannis Antetokounmpo, wow. 
What an athletic backup for for the mailman. I mean, he's he's young for an all time team, but everyone can see he's headed there. Like it's, he's, he's, he hasn't even reached his ceiling yet, and he's already no, he's yeah, exactly, yep. Well, actually, the the thing Andrew was saying before about how you know a lot of these greats had kind of come in with identified room for improvement, shall we say? Yeah. I mean, but who's improved more than Giannis so far? I mean, you know, like look at his uh, you know one to two season one to two season two to three improvement, and now he can shoot from outside a bit. There were arguments. Uh, there have been arguments. Sorry, when he's been in MVP discussions, obviously he there's the MVP he won. But what about when he's in the race for MVP, but also due to the improvement he's shown, he actually has a strong case to put his hat in the ring for most improved. It's that much. Like he just goes from strength to strength every season. Like being one of those like top five guys in the league and still not having his ceiling yet, so to speak. I mean, oh, yeah. this, year, this year he average, he's averaging 30 and 14 in like 30 minutes a game. I mean, it's yeah. statistically yeah, one of the great be- NBA seasons of the last 50 years. He probably would have played more minutes if they realized the season was going to get shut down for like three months. Anyway. <laughs> um, <laughs> we spent the last six hours going through the draft and not thinking about all the things that are awful happening at the moment. No, nah, look, look. Thanks, Adam. That's okay. Virtual Giannis is here to uh, to alert all these oldies that that um, there there is a an argument to be made for for current young players to be in this uh, all time discussion. You know, I mean, and he's already he's still he's showing new things in his game. Has been showing yep. new things in the game this this current season. He just continues. I mean, he continues to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, I, I mean, you know, actually, one thing I, I like about Giannis, um, and I think it probably reflects the you know the era of, the era when I started following the NBA. Really, he's got a bit of a bit of the old school, you know, I'm I'm your opponent, not your friend kind of attitude, which is it's so much it's more yeah. unusual. You know, like everyone else is their friends with each other and stuff like that, which is lovely. Which well, it's also interesting. He's not really a big uh, partaker in the social media branding side yeah. of things either. Which is, I, I, I love that comment from you, Dan. You know, three-time winner of Swamp Rat's hardest foul. So, but <laughs> um... <laughs> well, see, I remember the way that the way that all came about was the first time I ever fouled, fouled someone in a game. The guy hit the shot, and Andrew said, "You know, you're supposed to stop from hitting the shot." And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I thought, I kind of interpreted it to mean that, you know, if you foul someone and they're shooting, they probably shouldn't be getting up. You have to hit them hard enough so they don't make the shot. Okay. Yeah, but two of those award-winning fouls were on me. So. Well, that's, that's what you get for giving bad advice, eh? Hey? <laughs> You've you created a monster, yeah. You don't, win, um, you, don't, you don't win two field goal titles if you shoot anything but layups. <laughs> True. Ask Mark West. Um, also, I guess. Pick we, I'll, well, I'll finish on Giannis. I, I, I have to admit, there was a point there in the last few years where he actually could have made a, a solid argument for most improved player 
whilst also being in the MVP race. Like this is a guy that no matter how good he is through the season and where he is up in that upper echelon of the NBA, keeps putting work into his game. Um, there's a couple of, only a couple of players like that in the league, and I think Giannis really sets sets the benchmark nowadays. Let's keep it with modern players because uh, my seventh pick, I am going to stick with a relatively modern player. I say relative because the three ball is not something that uh, a lot of the players in the 60s, 70s, 50s, even 80s really, it wasn't a, a huge factor. Uh, but I'm taking the greatest three-point shooter of all time, Stephen Curry. Good pick. Yeah. I I don't I don't know how your oldies like Jerry West are going to defend against someone that can shoot the ball from from fifty feet with consistency. I'm going to bring Dave Cowens off the bench, and he's just going to run Curry into the fifth <laughs> row, and then scream at the ref saying, "Now that's a foul." But yes, yeah. I I think I think one of the greatest shooters, uh, long distance shooters of all time, is going to be very complimentary coming off the bench. There's such a lot of uh, firepower already. I think I'm just sort of adding to that. One that, of the great teammates. That theme. Beloved. Beloved yeah. by his teammates. I can imagine him, Jordan, and Kobe. Actually, no, I can't imagine Kobe socializing like that. <laughs> I, can, I can imagine Jordan keeping Curry up to like 3 a.m. until Jordan <laughs> beat him at horse while Curry was just getting half-court shots. Um, I can remember when he was just making the leap describing Curry to Daniel, who hadn't seen a lot of him at that stage, as he had uh, Reggie Miller's uh, work ethic off the ball, Mark Price's stroke, and some of uh, Isaiah Thomas's killer instinct. And you put all that together and you get one of the great guards of all time. Yeah. He he consistently, I think he didn't last season, I think, I think Lillard pipped him last season, but for several seasons in a row, like he's been leading the league in mileage per game. Like the just the amount of ground he covers, mm. yeah, because he works so hard off the ball. I always have huge respect for guys who work off the ball like that to get open. Yeah, yeah, and that, that's yeah. it. It's not all about the the touches you're getting. It's about being in the right spot for your teammates. And and Curry knows this under under the the tuition of one Steve Kerr. Actually, Scotty uh, Pippen was asked about how he, you know, how he draw up a kind of a defensive strategy to to take Curry. And what he said was, pick him up in the parking lot and don't leave him. <laughs> <laughs> Sound advice there from um, from Scotty. Well, from, that, they're yeah. my they're my young young up and comer all timers picked. Uh, let's let's go on to Dan for the next uh, next pick. Yeah, so I've got to admit, like you know, we were talking about the you know the young current guys in an all time list. Now I'll admit, I've got. I'm kicking myself a bit because I had a bit of a blind spot for them when I was um, drawing up my on my list. Um, um, Curry would have been great, um, but I guess one of the you know next best things I've I've picked a guy who just retired, um, you know, many times, um, had a had a farewell tour quite recently, um, and copycat. <laughs> Yep. And one of, one of, I won't argue that he's the best or even the second best, but one of the best shooting guards of all time, in my opinion, um, Dwayne Wade. Ooh. Um, Bit of a curveball pick. Wade. 
I look, I think his peak, to be honest, I think his peak wasn't as long as so again, breaking my trend, right? I think his peak probably wasn't as long as some of these other guys, but if you look at how he did then, I mean he's one of the mm. best shot blocking guards ever. Um in in his prime years in Miami, he was an amazing two-way player with this just relentless attack um, at the rim. Um, now, you've got a couple of players who have um, who have that down pat, but um, uh, I, I didn't. So I thought I really um, I really wanted to have uh, a guard, um, particularly one yeah. I, I already know can play with LeBron. Um, That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I, I wanted I wanted a guard who could really kind of attack uh, attack the ring and defend. Um, so yeah, well, I think prime, chemistry prime is important. So you're, yeah, prime. definitely bang on. And it's also Banana good bench. to have a have a guy on the bench in terms of your, if he's your first guard off the bench, he can play either guard position. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he can play one at a pinch. So absolutely cool. Having said that, I'm I'm going to do something entirely different. Um, Adam, <laughs> Adam. Yes, sir. Can you tell me how long it's been since I picked a Laker? You're going to do this again, aren't you? Oh, it has <laughs> been over 10 picks. I'm not just going to pick one Laker. I'm going to pick two Lakers, although one of, the, one of them is not synonymous with the LA Lakers. If you're going to call one a Laker, yeah. if you're going to call one of those a Laker, I'm going to find a Laker version of them to put in to the simulation. Okay, so he's not a Laker. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, my 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 pick with the twenty first pick is Orlando Magic Phenom Shaquille O'Neal. Um, I think Orlando's only a ninety six overall. This is yeah. a better way to put it. This is better, this is why I should have put it. I'm picking two sons. They both played for. I'm pl- I'm putting Phoenix Shaq in now. Phoenix Shaq is in. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know you sure um, you don't want Boston Shaq? Uh, <laughs> I don't want Boston Rob. Um, <laughs> I'm picking Shaq because I, I need a center who's pretty much gives me everything that Russell doesn't. So, you know, not to, I'm not, I'm not being critical. What about Robert Sacre? <laughs> you wanted me to pick a Laker. Um, I've got that song in my head. Um, <laughs> Shaq, um, a very good defensive player in his pomp, um, but just, an absolute beast down low, automatic two points. I started watching the uh, 98 All-Star game, which is, of course, the, the one where Kobe started and MJ's uh, last All-Star game, if you treat his Wizards spell like you treat Indiana Jones and the Kingdom. The yeah, the, the, yeah, the, yeah that, the one uh, that didn't, didn't happen. Um, Don't even speak his name. Yeah. Check. Opens up with like a turnaround twenty footer in the Kembe Matumbo's face. So I feel like, especially seeing the video that came out this week of Shaq draining threes and calling himself Steph, um, maybe he could have developed that that range uh, later in his career. Would have been it all. It would have been infinitely more hilarious to see him miss free throws after you know going three from seven from outside the three point line. Shaq <laughs> uh, Shaq is the most undeniable physical beast I've ever seen play live. Just incredible. Yeah, uh, I probably watched every minute of the 2000 NBA Finals and every minute of the 2001 NBA Finals and was just, if the ball went down, it was just like, okay, he's ducking this one. It's going to be a layup. 
something like 34, 30, 30 and 17 through those two NBA finals, which is incredible. Uh, my other pick, um, and finally a proper Phoenix pick. Um, Dan Marley. The, probably the guy in, in terms of the history of the NBA who I you know wished I was. Um, and that is Charles. Steve what? Steve Nash. Uh, everything about his game, the only thing I don't like about him is in fact he's a Tottenham fan. Dallas um, Mavericks superstar Steve Nash. <laughs> <laughs> and LA Laker. Laker documentary, <laughs> LA Laker documentary maker Steve Nash. <laughs> Another one, you know, filled holes in his game and became this clutch killer later in his career after being almost purely a facilitator early in his career. Mm. But, you know, yeah, just uh, just uh, thinking about those mid two thousand Suns teams and how they never won a title. Just, I'm I'm not in my happy place. That those were <laughs> those were great, teams and there were opportunities to win titles, and you know things just conspired. Partic- per- two ones in particular. Um, one that you'll enjoy, which was Ron Artest three in two thousand and ten, where it was like that's that the two thousand and ten Suns team was probably the sixth best Suns team of that decade, and Robert Ory. Washed up Robert Horry running Nash into the bench and getting Stodomized to spend the two I loved washed up versions of players. That Suns team sweeps LeBron's caps in the 2000s. They've got nothing to lose, yeah. So, but Nash, to incredible Nash. point guard, you know, prototypical, everything you wanted offensively from a point guard. Which is probably a bit of a thank you. Can, can I, because can, I can't use like vulgar language, I'll just say thank you. Rather than the different word I wanted to put instead of the thank, um, you've just consecutively picked two players off my draft board <laughs> yet again. Well, you didn't take two last time. You only took Scotty, and then you took you. Well, you went Magic, and it, just stop it, <laughs> please. You also wanted Larry Bird. No, I didn't. Would you take him now if he was on the board? Yeah, I don't. I still don't want him. He might get zero minutes. <laughs> Chemistry issues in the locker room when the, when the GM is basically saying, "I didn't want you, but you're on the board, so I picked you." And go and play basketball. <laughs> hey, just remember, in that is a McDonald's ad. Magic drives to Indiana to play for that Big Mac, not the other way around. Larry Bird doesn't drive to. What am I doing? Why am I arguing about Larry or Magic? I have both of them on my team. I can't complain. I I got Kobe and MJ. I'm romping to the 987 NBA title. Yes. Anyway, it's Daniel's pick. It is. Pick 23. Um, Yeah, so I want to... I was kind of tossing up. I wasn't sure whether... There was a chance this this one might still be around a little later, but um, I just really like him. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Elgin Baylor, the player. Sorry, what what, what team what what team did Elgin play for? You know that. You know. Ah, is that another Laker? <laughs> Maybe we should have another stat up on this um on this board. Well, Daniel, that I I've got Jerry West. And Daniel's got Isaiah Thomas and Elgin Baylor, so I think I'm beating him in the GM title title state. <laughs> <at the moment. laughs> 
<laughs> I'm yes, definitely so, losing the GM side of things, I think. Yeah. I Larry Bird, Indiana GM. Uh, mine, mine, I've got Jordan. I just, I'm just a really bad owner. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. But also, the, yeah. I can't wait to the last dance, too, which is going to be like the two Washington seasons and then golf course MJ and front office MJ. Get out. I can do visual gags this is excellent oh no Uh, so Elgin Baylor thought process Um, aside from filling in a uh, decade bracket so I mean I won't say that that wasn't a factor Um, I I always had him in mind for um, uh, for that kind of period I wasn't sure whether I might have been able to take him a little later on Um, yeah nice to have a little extra kind of acrobatic scoring punch. He was very strong at his size as well, um, which is going to be helpful uh, on these teams, I think. Um, and um, yeah, I guess I just I just uh, really, really like him at the position. Um, you know, never met a shot he couldn't make and all that. Um, tough. Um, uh, you know, but it brings a little extra toughness as well. Um uh, despite being a little kind of short for it, actually played both both forward positions um, in his day. Although I guess the the competition was a little shorter back then. But um, yeah, no, he's actually long been one of my old school favorite uh, favorite uh, players. Love his work. And, uh, and I, I love the fact you... that his jersey's hanging up in in Staples. <laughs> there are a lot of jerseys hanging up in Staples. A, there are a lot. No Clipper yeah. jerseys in Staples. Not yet. Um, so there was they made room for the division titles. There was a season where Elgin did uh, like reserve duty in the military in Washington State and would finish Wild. work at like Friday yep. lunchtime, get on a plane, play the Lakers weekend games, and get back to uh, get back to his camp, you know, his barracks. Before start of work on Monday morning, he played wow. forty eight of the possible eighty two games and averaged like a twenty eight and fourteen. Held the playoff <laughs> until Michael Jordan broke it, broke it didn't he? <clears throat> yeah, the uh, sixty three point uh, sixty three points that MJ took scored against the Celtics in eighty six took two overtime um, broke yeah. Elgin Baylor's playoff game record. So far out, which Giannis might break. Yeah, very, very, yeah. And the NBA playoff game first round if he goes up against like the Orlando Magic or something. True that. If they actually play more than 25 minutes because, you know, it'll be 40-point lead at halftime. Yeah, a valid point. All right. So kudos for the Elgin Baylor pick. And Adam, when you're doing the simulation, if you could get Elgin to, to play in one of those jumpers he used to wear at the draft lottery in the late 80s, like from the Daryl Summers collection, that would oh, be no. One of those lovely sweaters. Yeah, knitted sweaters like it was done by uh, Jenny Key or like a, like, like one of those Christmas present ones. Yeah. Oh, really bad one. Uh, all right. So before You're I go on, the and, clock, Adam. before I go and make my pick, a uh, bit of a spoiler alert, just so it's everybody watching the video. I can now lock in my center as the twelfth pick. Everybody else has picked two centers. Oh. Okay, so oh, yeah. I, every every other center, unless it's justifiable at the four spot. Uh, so yes. going to play point guard. 
Sorry, Sorry what was that? Jack's going to play point guard. Because that three point range that I discussed. <laughs> Uh, I, I, I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, so with my eighth spot, I am going with Dr. J, Julius Irving. Julius. What a marvellous, marvellous afro. Um, that's all I could really say. I needed that's enough. Much- I needed to fill a spot in the 70s, and that was probably one of the better ones to pick, to be honest, without picking any Celtics. <laughs> so you're not gonna, yeah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> that's my favourite dunk of all time, and it was on the Lakers. On Michael Cooper, rocked the baby to sleep. Yes, slam no. dunk. He, he, I mean, he he went about half the court in two steps. Yeah, um, yeah. He taught James Harden everything he knows, but um, that is that is just I I love the way Irving dunked. Yeah, the yeah the. the Underneath the ring layup and all that sort of stuff. I mean, he was a tremendous player. I mean, the thing about Dr. J is we is maybe we, you know, a lot of people didn't see the best of him because a lot of his best uh, play would have been in his ABA days. So yeah, that's a va- yeah very valid point. Like it, it's not as and and because he played so long ago as well that a lot of we get back to recency stuff. Like the late eighties, we still talk about like our group does. But then it, it goes all to 90s and 2000s and onwards. So the 70s are really overlooked. Um, yeah. Just, yeah. Irving predates that. He retired in 87. So it's just sort of like before. Yeah, it's like early probably... early, early to mid 80s, I think, is the, the cutoff. Mm. Those players that played in the late 80s into the early 90s are on the radar versus sort of just dropping off before we came up and in. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people say the modern NBA started when Magic and Bird arrived. I feel like it's the combination of the 84 draft, MJ arriving, and then Bird playing Magic in the NBA Finals for the first time. That's yeah. when the modern NBA started. And Irving won his title just before that. And I think that's only that's sort of finals. like the first wave. That is yeah. the first wave of the modern era. And I think the second wave of that, which is... It's that that ninety one title mm. when Jordan started winning. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like Jordan winning titles started a new era, and that was the Jordan era. The other the other take I've I've encountered, which is sort of similar but not quite the same, was that you know <clears throat> Larry and Magic saved the NBA um, in terms of you know public image and public interest and all that sort of stuff, and then. Yeah the phenomenon that was MJ was what raised it into the stratosphere, like raised it into that other mm-hmm. that other level, you know. Because I guess one thing about MJ was just, I mean, obviously it came from being a great basketball player, but he was such a big crossover star. Um, you know, he was one of the most famous people in the world, not just um, one of the biggest profile basketball yeah, he players. Was brand, he was a brand. He wasn't a... He was a brand. Player, yeah, he, yeah. He, he he started that. I suppose, yeah, the ball rolling on on really monetizing a player as a brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> How did we get anyway, onto MJ from Julius? Anyway, I've got another pick, haven't I? That's 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 enough of us waxing lyrical about Julius Irving, and we talked about anything but. <laughs> um, 
What sort of illustration? Yeah, all right. So I've got another pick. Can you? Can you? Yeah. It's impression time now, Andrew. Can you give me your best bad laugh? <laughs> <laughs> So with my ninth pick, I'm going to go down and pick the one, the only. He's, he's an enemy across town now, which is annoying, but it's Kawhi Leonard. Um, ah, board man gets paid. Board man. <laughs> <laughs> he would have got paid at the Lakers. I don't know why he had to do this to us. So um, if, we were current, if we were doing current players this draft, if we were doing current players and you had pick one for this season to build a team, would it be Kawhi? Considering five current NBA players, I think, have been selected before it. At least four. Yeah, but we're also picking, uh, with the all-time team, we're picking players at their peak, right? Or yeah. at the peak of their powers. So peak Steph. Well, mm, no, yeah, no, expecting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, pick, peak LeBron, I would still put over peak Kawhi. I put Kawhi into that category, though. I think he's... It's peak Kawhi now, though. We're, we're at I, – I don't know if we're over the peak and we don't know about his injury and his future and what he's going to be able to do with the Clippers. And I hope he, that they crash and burn and don't win a title. But, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, look, I, I think Kawhi has – he single-handedly won Toronto a championship. Like single-handedly said, I'm going to make the most of this vacation to Toronto. And it was a one-year deal. I'm just going to go and win a title and did it. By, um, by the way, um, there's no way Kawhi and Paul George are opting out after two years. No, we'll so see. Because they'll be opting out for less money. So they're in the yeah, that's for true. three years. That's true. Sorry, um, Daniel. Yeah, I, I actually want to call back to the point Adam made before because I think the way Toronto played for, you know, what there has been of the 2019-20 season mm. um, really does kind of suggest he had some help. I mean, I know some of the, the their improvement is probably due to his influence, but, I mean, Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Vliet, like, basically from the birth of Fred Van Vliet's son during the playoffs um, onward, I mean, he's a dangerous, a dangerous um, outside shooter. And, you know, Siakam, who won Most Improved last season, was um, in the conversation for, you know, like he wasn't going to win it, but like he was in the conversation for MVP, particularly early in the season. Early um, this year, he's been in MVP discussions in that, that, yeah. sort of, that sixth to and, eighth kind yeah, of spot, think, yeah. And I think it's arguable how much of their improvement, because they were there before Kawhi, but I think it's arguable, arguable how much of their improvement is, you know, because of him. But they're showing that they are a good team without him. Because, I mean, he's... I, I just don't think they're a great team without him. And that comes down to the Jordan Pippen thing, I think, again. You need those complementary yeah, 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 pieces. Yeah, yeah. But without Kawhi being there to shoulder the load that he did in the playoffs last year, Toronto yeah. don't feature. And, and and this year, I think, I mean, when the season finally recommences, Toronto have done well to be where they are. Mm-hmm. But without... Uh, without Kawhi there, I don't think they get over the hump. Yeah, I don't think people, I don't think people are really thinking of them as coming out of the East, really. Yep. Um, and that is that's, I mean, that is a good point. That's because Milwaukee's um, in in the East. Well, yeah, yeah, and Philadelphia and Boston. Um, and, if, make- and if and if they if they when they turn up, they're great. 
when they turn up and can work out how yeah. to play together. Great. Yeah. You know? They're great. Um, I make two points about Kawhi. What we just talked about. One, I love how Toronto have defended their title this season. You know they're not the best team, but they've defended the title like, we've got the belt. You've got to come take it off us. We're not just yeah. giving it up. I, I like I, I think I, a point agree. I made in the previous podcast with you, podcast with you Adam. And second of all, there's no team that this current break hurts more than the Clippers because they were just rounding into shape. They had just started to flick the switch. It was like stretch run. Now we're going to get serious and make a run. Yeah, but now Kawhi gets all his load anymore. management rest out of the way. Uh, they, they're going to have to flick the switch back on again. So I, mm. I think the current break is, is crap for everybody. But uh, the Clippers were just rounding into shape and that, that was bad for them because they were going to go on a run and start to scare a few teams. But anyway. On to, on to Dan. That was my two. two. I picks? picked uh, Dr. J and Kawhi. Kawhi, a couple of wings. Yep. Over to Dan the man. Um, so I decided to pick um, my favorite player. Um, Alex Caruso. What? <laughs> oh. KG. KG. I've got to say, you know, like, I always loved the, the fight he brought to every game, um, the defensive presence, the unselfishness. Um, um, loved him as a Celtic. Loved him in that MVP season as a, as a T-Wolf. Um, I've got to say, though, like, having seen him now as a media personality, too, I've got to, I really love that uh, kind of the personality he shows. Um, he's been doing really. He's been giving some really good interviews um, this year. Um, Andrew's been putting onto some that I've, I've initially missed. I actually um, haven't seen him do a lot of interview work. Is he kind of like a Kendrick Perkins with the, uh, with the microphone? Just speaks his mind, or yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he, he does. <laughs> he does. But he's he's probably um, sober yeah, when no, he does he, it. No, he, um, he is. He's very, very <laughs> colourful. Um, when he's allowed to, he uh, he he curses freely, and I love that about him. Yeah. Um, but he loves telling stories about um, stories about his playing days and, and that sort of stuff as well, um, uh, which which I just love. You know, I mean, he's the reason he's the reason I'm a, um, a he's the reason I'm a long suffering Teebles fan. Um, um, that those years, I remember being really excited. Um, you know, when when the Teebles looked like they had this, uh, you know, a pretty good front office, a decent coach, and um, they had Gu- uh, Tom Gugliotta, Kevin Garnett, and Stefan Marbury. It looked like they were really going places. They did go places, just not the places I wanted. <laughs> um, you know, they went to they, they they all went to other teams. You know, and that was that was pretty that was pretty disappointing. But KG, um, you know, through it all, um, just always loved his game. He had a lot. Um, had a lot kind of going for him. Um, one of the things I actually had um, had kind of heard recently was that when he was a Celtic on those great Celtics teaming teams, including the championship team, the the only kind of uh, knock the um, the coach had was that he was too unselfish and they wanted him to you know shoot more to spread mm-hmm. things out a bit. Um, luckily. Luckily, since we're drafting all-time teams, I've got other people to take shots for it as well. So, um, you know, spreading the ball is it hopefully will work out really well. The other thing I love about him as a defender in particular is that 
he was just so long, quick, and mobile, um, and uh, a really fierce rebounder. So yeah, no, love love KG, love KG. I'm I know, I know, he, I know, he wasn't a, a great clutch scorer and shooter in his prime, but I sort of feel like of all the players of his generation, he's the ultimate. I want that guy in the trench with me. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Just a, a great teammate, great guy to have on the bench of an all-time team. Absolutely. Actually, hey, one I'm picking next. One of the things he said in an interview, actually. Um, ads was that Kobe was this close to talking him into coming to join the Lakers when he le- when he left uh, the T Wolves. Yeah, Kobe was uh, Kobe was a big time recruiter. He, he used to always yeah. get get into people's ears, and some interesting potential team ups were on the cards. Ooh. That would have that would have been interesting, I think. Yeah. Or it could have just been Shaq and Kobe all over again. You won three titles. <laughs> Those would be, I would describe those as good times. <laughs> I want to be shaking Kobe all over again. Anyway, oh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue with uh, my recent theme, which is unfulfilled son's potential. And, <laughs> and considering Daniel just took his favorite player of all time, um, who was always just, I, I've just been looking at my board going, please, please make it to pick 27, got it. Please make it to pick 27. Um, I'm taking another one of the great power forwards of all time. I'm taking Sir Charles Barkley. Not James Worthy. Not James Worthy. No, not big game James. I, I'm, I, I might be done with taking Lakers. Um, the most unstoppable force on a fast break ever in the history of the NBA ever. You did not get in front of this guy. This is a guy who was six foot five, played power forward, and shot sixty percent from the field one season, while averaging twenty six or twenty seven points a game. He wasn't it was he not to be 60%. to be messed with. No. Um, the more I think about it, the more I think that Suns ninety three Suns team was probably the best, up, you know, top to bottom team to play the Bulls in an NBA final series, mm. um, considering. You know, the there was really no one on that '91 Lakers team who was in their peak. They were either, mm. you know, pre-peak or post-peak. Um, the '92 team, the '92 Blazers team had Kevin Duckworth and Buck Williams starting at the four and the five. So, yeah, as much as I've got plenty of love for the Drexler Porter backcourt and Jerome Kersey, God rest his soul. Um, yeah, they lacked a little something in the four or five. As I mentioned, it would have been an interesting '92 series if they had managed to get some bonus over by that stage. Um, <clears throat> who I'm not ruling out for one of my last picks. Um, Barkley was just, you know, that was an incredible season. He won the MVP, and obviously every season Jordan played in his peak, he was the most valuable player in reality. But, mm. uh, and then, you know, as we've seen in that last dance doc, uh, not to spoil it, but the Bulls beat the Suns in that uh, final. Don't season. even have to uh, watch Barkley, this thing anymore. <laughs> Barkley... Barkley threw the kitchen sink at MJ in the Bulls in game two. Hit something like Please tell me that was points. literal. Like it was as they were walking out of the locker room. There was no, the kitchen, kitchen sink had already been thrown at Bill Lambeer when he played for the Sixers. <laughs> um, and it was just, I can't, what else can I do? I can't beat this guy. And the 95 Suns team, which lost to the Rockets with Mario Ellis three in front of the Suns bench. I'll just hit my head against the wall for a second. Um, was probably, was probably a better Suns team. Yeah. Um, 
the the ninety three Suns team was Marley's first year in the starting lineup. He had been behind Hornacek in the starting lineup before that. So I could go on and on. Um, so I'm taking Barkley, and with my tenth pick, I'm taking the all time greatest cooler. This is the guy's coming on uh, when we're up eight with a minute to go, um, and you just you know you pass the ball, he likes the free throws. The man who hit the greatest shot in NBA history. Bar none. And that is Jesus Shuttlesworth himself, Ray Allen. There's a guy I want to be able to come off my bench and say, we need someone to ice this game. We need someone to hit that corner three. You know, he's, he's my 10th man at absolute I life. thought you were going to call out Reggie Miller then. Uh, no, I mean, I love Reggie, but, you know. Yep, no, nah, right, yeah. Ray Reggie, Allen. Reggie never had the peak that Ray Allen had. Like Ray, Seattle Ray Allen was averaging 24, 25 points the, a game, the, four yeah. or five assists, rebounds, was the franchise guy. I love me some Reggie Miller, but Reggie Miller was never as good as Ray Allen was at his best. No. And Ray Allen has... Miami Ray two, Allen two, was even... Two NBA titles. Yeah. And Boston Ray Allen. Yeah. I was going to say, like, he, the other thing about, again, thinking about, you know, well, drafting... Ray Allen. Yeah, he was good wherever he went. Draft, thinking about drafting for teams that are actually going to play, you know, thinking about chemistry and stuff like that, it's kind of interesting, right? Because like, you know, after those Celtics, after after Allen left those Celtics, you know, there was that feud and everything. But I mean, ultimately, not only was he a great shooter, um, and you know, worked well, worked hard off the ball, serviceable defender, not great, but he showed a capacity to rise to the moment, but also to accept his role, you know? Like, he, he took a yeah. step back when he was in Boston. Um, he and he and KG both kind of, you know, let Paul Pierce be the man there. Um, and for as long as it lasted, they were great. And then he went off and won championship with uh, <laughs> with with the Heat. So, yeah, it's a good pick. It's funny. He's the third guy we've selected from the 96 draft, um, which... I think might end up being the most guys. I, I think may I think eighty four obviously the greatest draft yeah. of all time. But um, the the funny thing is we picked three guys from that ninety six draft and we haven't picked the guy who went number one who you know had a more than serviceable NBA career. So interesting. No one's picked Sharif Abdul Rahim either. So is he on anybody's draft board? Uh, he, he can carry the towels if he likes. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so, on, so there's my there's my ninth and tenth picks. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Almost I think there. that I think that puts me up. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm actually really pleased he lasted this long. I'm going to pick. Uh, he might be eclipsed soon, but so far the reigning best uh, European NBA player of all time, Dirk Nowitzki. You're right. I think he's about to be dethroned. Um, I think Luca's going to beat him. Luca yeah. will but, um, depend. I yeah. mean, we will see what happens. He could get injured. That's what he doesn't. Giannis but. is European. He's from Greece. Yeah, but he's a freak. He doesn't count. That <laughs> <laughs> no, is right. a very good. Um, but Dirk, yeah, big Dirk, yeah, um, big Dirk. Uh, such such an amazing player. You know, won the title, played. Really well for a really long time, kind of popularized 
didn't invent, but kind of popularized that stretch four that's now kind of the norm in the league. You know, if you're a four, four yeah. or five, you're going to be able to shoot. Um, you better be able to shoot or, you know, you're in trouble. Yeah. It's kind of funny, you know, like you're seeing like it, that, that whole thing with the eras and stuff like that. You're seeing players who are just really good at playing inside, getting rebounds, getting defense, really being undervalued, you know, like um, uh, <clears throat> Drummond and, um, and Jordan, you know, it's like putting up those sorts of numbers and playing those sorts of games in the 90s would have gotten them, you know, long contracts. Now, now it's a lot, it's a lot harder for those sorts of guys. Dirk. It's a lot of pace and space these days. Yeah, pace and space. And the thing about it is being able to shoot yep. at that height and release that high, like no one's going to block it. Like mm. look at people try to defend Kevin Durant from outside. Like it's just, it's just nuts. So, yeah. yeah. I, think, I think Nowitzki is the owner of the second least blockable shot in NBA history after the Skyhook. Mm. Uh, Nowitzki's fadeaway, you know, fadeaway jumper is just absolutely untouchable. Yep. Agreed. And, a surprisingly, like just given how much time he spent out, out on and around the perimeter, like a surprisingly good rebounder, um, uh, you know, in terms of actual kind of performance and stuff like that. Um, yeah. So, yeah, very pleased I was able to get him this low. You snuck him in at pick 29. Pick 30 and 31 belong to Adam. All right. Well, we all know that uh, I'm not picking a center because I've already picked my center in my mind. Fair enough. <laughs> Uh, so I've got two guard spots left and I've still got a decade to fill. Which is? Uh, my book, I think it's the sixties. So I'm going to pick someone from the nineties with my, my 10th pick. <laughs> uh, so we, all right. First pick, I am going to take the glove. I'm going to take a defensive point guard. There was a few other candidates. Um, I was, I was weighing up whether or not to take kid, but I think the glove, Gary Payton, is uh, yeah. is, is my pick because I need one of those sort of lockdown, defensive-minded guards that's just going to get the job done and come yeah. off the bench and, and do a real bang-up defensive defensive job. Simple yeah. as that. Yeah. Give him a decision. You've got trash talk on your team already. Yeah. Trash talk's one <laughs> thing, but Scrimmages we need the glove. Jordan and Payton. This is, you, you know, you've got the chemistry thing just down pat. <laughs> Kobe, Jordan, and Peyton will be best buddies. Peyton challenging Wilt to like one-on-one games. <laughs> um, well, I've picked just as a uh, as much of a defensive-minded guard, but also a bit of offensive scoring power in Walt Frazier. Oh, with my yeah. second-to-last pick, and he's in the sixties, filled. Guard from New York. Owner of another one of the great Game 7s of all time, 36-17 and 17 in Game 7 against the Los Angeles Lakers in the 90s. Isn't it amazing how many facts you know about times <laughs> the Lakers have been beaten? It happened a lot in the formative days of the NBA. They got to the finals <laughs> and they lost. Yes, well, Fraser, um, sort of rounds out my list. I've got... I've got sort of different lineups that I can throw out there. I've got a defensive lineup. I've got a big lineup, a small lineup, a super scoring lineup range inside. I can vary the game to adapt to whatever's thrown at us. So Not a lot of scoring going against a, like a one, two, three punch of Peyton, Jordan, Kawhi. Correct. Yeah, I, I yeah. really picked up the um, 
And let's not forget that Kobe's also won multiple. How many, how many all, all first, first teams? He's been, it was at least a handful. At least a handful of first teams. Um, fair look, to be fair, Jordan did win Defensive Player of the Year. So. Yes. Yes. To be fair. Yeah. In a year he yes, everything defense, everything about Jordan is fair. Isn't Jordan's defense what makes it unfair? Mm. <laughs> so, yes, Walt, no. Walt Frazier and Gary Payton to really round out our um, the defensive, I suppose. Steph Curry can be a bit of a defensive liability, so we've got another guard to throw in there. If, uh, if he shots off or if he's getting towed up on the defensive end. He's actually, bad, he's actually not a bad team defender. Um, I've actually noticed something that... He's not terrible. Got... I, would, I would rate Clay as the better defender in that. In that. I'll say Clay's a better defender. Yeah. Like, um, but, I mean, like in terms of, of team defense. Yeah. Like, um, oh, yeah, Steph, for sure. He's got, he's got good feet and he's actually got really strong legs. He can hold position against much bigger guys. Mm. Um. I think yeah. it's more the one-to-one stuff. I mean, yeah, getting yeah, yeah. burnt by the likes of a Harden. Not that Harden's in this in this lineup, and wait, there's still a couple of guard spots on the table, so he might make an appearance. But yeah I, yeah, I still think he needs to be able to hold himself in that one v one game. Yeah, yeah, cool. On to you. Uh, I've got one more pick left, and I know who it is. And yep. no one can take him from him. Correct. So, I, I, I picked this like four out five rounds ago. Excellent. Um, over to you, Daniel, with pick 32. Yeah. Okay. So um, I thought I would go with um, another Celtic. Um, I better update the board as well. Someone who uh, someone who won quite a few championships uh, with uh, with Andrew's, Andrew's top pick. Um, Hondo. John Havlicek. I believe he might still be the... Did uh, you say Rondo? The... No. <laughs> <laughs> Is that Los Angeles like that. Lakers Rondo or Boston Rondo? You mean primetime Rondo or Lakers you Rondo? You No. <laughs> Chicago Rondo. Bulls Rondo. <laughs> Sorry. How much, of um, a bad, how much of a tough guy do you have to be to get given John Wayne's nickname? <laughs> um, oh, boy. Sorry, don't mind me. Great. I'm just updating everyone's player, player lists. All time, all time forgotten guy in the history of the NBA. Yeah. Havlicek's number one. Who? Well, he Havlicek. won. He won. Yeah, he won. He won most of those championships along with Bill Russell. Um, great, great scorer. Great kind of all round uh, wing player. Um, helped me cut. Co- helped me cover off uh, um, kind of a couple of eras there, sixties to seventies. You know, really kind of consistent player. I've got um, pardon me, hundred and thirty. I've got. A, I've actually got some advanced stats here. Hundred and thirty-one point seven win shares average. Um. So yeah, no, and I'm actually very happy to have him. I mean, like a lot of the older guys, partly because I'm a more recent, um, a more recent fan. I haven't seen a lot of him, but I've heard a lot. Um, and um, you know, a lot of a lot of the good. Uh, a lot of the good stories about those old days, you know, I guess, you know, in line with that nickname um, come from that. And then, of course, the fact that we all like and listen to uh, and read Bill Simmons, the, the biggest Boston Celtics homer of all time, um, loves telling stories about, <laughs> loves t- telling stories about the old time, uh, the old time Celtics. So, yeah, no, um, happy, to, happy to get a bit of a, a bit of a check at this point. 
Fair enough. Well, I get to pick. I'm the next two picks, and they're my last two picks. I'm the first person to finish my team. Um, Adam, Yo. do you think I have enough Celtics? <laughs> You're only doing it to try and balance out the amount of Lakers that have been picked. <laughs> well, they are the two greatest teams in the history of the NBA. Yes, the and and the great and the all time teams are showing that. Yeah, the Celtics and Lakers are the one and two, and the uh, Vancouver Grizzlies are last. Um, <laughs> so. I need to pick a forward and a guard. Um, my forwards at the moment on the bench are Pippen and Barkley. Pippen's more of a wing. Barkley's undersized. So I need probably a, 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 a big power forward who could maybe play stretch five. So I'm taking uh, Kevin McHale. From Good the pick. 80s Celtics. Uh, one of the greatest low post scorers of all time. <clears throat> and, you know, one of the greatest defenders of his of his era could defend uh, almost any position. So you know, if I'm going to run out that uh, all defense lineup, it would be you know, 82 Magic, Russell, uh, Pippen, Durant, and McHale at the you know, and that sort of that sort of lineup with Pippen sort of def- you know defending a guard. So yeah, uh, he gives me a lot of options, and then I needed an all-purpose guard, and um. I went for a guy who's probably a bit uh, forgotten. I don't know if I'd be able to get this guy any playing time. But with my last pick, I'm taking Tracy McGrady. Oh, um, T-Mac. Tracy McGrady's also my guy, as he's the one guy. Everyone's that one guy who plays in one of their favorite sports who was born on their birthday. So he's exactly 12 months younger than me. So um, Nice. Or nice. One month, he's, one month, he's one year older. So, um yeah, but one of the all-time, yeah, one of the great scorers, a guy who came to the NBA before his time, great three-point shooter. Um, I watched the clip the other week of his, what was it, like 11 points in 14 seconds or whatever he did in that crazy comeback against the Spurs. Um, you know, play, was the best player on a team that won 22 games in a row. Um, you know, severely underrated. And, you know, I think... The NBA, ESPN's NBA 74 players of 74 um, today. I don't know if it had him on the list that it had Vince Carter in the 50s. Mm. It's just like, no. He was, uh, McGrady was better than Carter. Yeah, he was a lot better than Vince, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, we've, you know the, when I talked about the 96 draft board, but we've, we've also overlooked Iverson. I've overlooked Iverson. Adam has to pick a center, so maybe you're going to pick him. Yeah, with your Alan Iverson at center, did you say? <laughs> no, you can't pick him at center. That would be that would be groundbreaking. Um, <laughs> but you know, a lot of great shooting guards and guards over that time. But the one, you know, like Iverson, Arenas, um, who could have filled the spot, guys who are playing now. But I just thought, you know, if you can score thirty points a game for over, you know, two three mm. season stretch, you can really fill it up. You're really a great player and. Uh, McGrady's sort of been a little bit forgotten for a guy who uh, didn't play that long ago. So he's my 12th man. He's going to be chemistry waving the towels guy. But uh, if I get an injury to any of my guards, I can sort of plug him into the rotation and not miss a beat. Yep. Yep. No, it's a, it's a solid pick. It's um, Yeah. It's, it, I mean, it's that 12th spot. You need that that guy that's going to be able to do some stuff when, when push cups to shove and not sort of take the lion's share of the minutes, but do a role. Yeah. He's, he's really, I mean, he's really versatile. I remember like when he was still in Toronto before, like when, you know, when he and Vince were both there, sort of looked like maybe he was going to be, you know, a new 
like a Pippin-like player, right? Like a, a really good, versatile second banana. And then when he kind of, when he left and got out of there and we just found out, no, 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 actually this guy's a really just, a, he's a really good scorer. He just happens to be good at other stuff too. Like, um, um, yeah, no, good, good pick. I think actually, to be honest, if he was playing today, like leave aside, you know, rule changes and that sort of stuff, yeah. I think the medical tech, I think his career would have been a lot longer and, um, mm. and I think we would have seen a lot more out of him, you know. Um, Steph Curry keeps getting brought up as an example of someone who, if he played in an early era, because of that issue he's had with his ankles, we would have missed a lot of his best because um, that would have kept him out of the game a lot, an awful lot. You know, he also would have been defended by Bruce Bowen, which also is bad for your ankles. So but he played in an era while well, he was on the same team as Zaza, but so that doesn't matter. That's fine. <laughs> Tristan Thompson does it too. <laughs> um, Daniel, um, you're on the clock with your last pick, pick 35. Okay. <laughs> Lucky so, last. Yeah, I uh, I thought a bit about this one. I guess in a similar kind of vein, I wanted to pick someone who could, you know, maybe help out a couple of different positions, um, pretty uh, versatile skill set, um, do a bit of scoring, good outside shooter, good defender. Um, I've gone with Chris Paul. Ooh. CP3. Yeah. Um, leading the league in clutch scoring this season. Um, yeah, okay, okay. I'm not see obviously the recency side because he is a current player. I'm thinking of this season's Chris Paul or the last couple of seasons. Yeah, vintage like pre like prime Chris Paul is yeah okay yeah, very very yeah. solid player. He almost got to play for a historic franchise, but the, <laughs> the league the league didn't want that. Yeah, the Rockets have won a couple of titles. <laughs> I the said historic. Have a title. Not, not, not I, I think, with I a think this is one of his greatest achievements. I mean, I remember, when, Adam, when we were doing our preview pod, I sort of had Oklahoma City a little higher than you, and I thought there's too many guys who are gamers on that team for them to roll over. They'll be frisky, but I didn't have them finishing. In the know, playoffs. No, but like in a four or a five seed. Yeah, true. You know, finishing above the Rockets and the Jazz. I thought they tanked for extra draft picks. I'm, I mean, I'm starting to think, you know, like it, it's it's really gotten to the point this season, at least, where with the um, with the Thunder, it's starting to se- seem like you know Thunder come from behind to win is all one word, you know, like it's mm. they've 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 pulled out a lot of close ones, um, and that's this season, that's this this version of CP3. Um, so yeah, I do think you know, looking looking down the line, I I do have some. Um, just to clarify you, on that before I load up the teams, you want me to pick this season's Chris Paul? You want me to load that player into the... No. No, no, no. no. Okay, just, just would like yeah. everybody to get their, their preferred version, like Andrew's getting Boston Shaq. Sorry, Phoenix Shaq. <laughs> or Cleveland Shaq, which I can't remember which. We'll get one of those. Mind you, that, that alley Chris Paul finished earlier this season. like Blue Chip Shaq. Blue chips. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you'd picked Penny. All right, that's it. You're getting Kazam. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he got Game Ray Allen. Oh, boy. All of the movie. Um, right, then I'm going for Instagram, LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, what have I started? This is degenerated. Um, well, my last pick, as I was, as soon as you picked Shaq. It's, it's Dwayne Shinsis. He's, he's actually been the, the player I picked in my final center position. Um, so I did hold this pick back because it, I didn't need to rush it. There were no other centers to compete, like no other picks on a center. It was mentioned earlier that uh, that Tim Duncan was the piece that helped this man win a championship. So I have the Admiral David Robinson. A, a, a worthy selection, I would think, in the, the top 36 NBA players of all time. Yeah, not at all bad to round out to round out that your all time yeah. team. Very, very good. He was one of the four or five first guys to be picked on the dream team. It was like, oh, you know, they wanted Jordan. They wanted Bird, they wanted Magic, and I think Robinson was picked pretty closely after. Yeah. So, um, so they're, they're, but that's that's pretty much that's what 12 it. players are. Okay. So I had to pick first, I had to pick last. Um, let's go through the ticket of the videotape and see what we've got. So, Adam? Yes. Your team is that is the that is going to be the ads Los Angeles Lakers. Lakers. So you've got um so your guys from this is who I've got your guys from the decades. So your fifties guy is Wilt, your sixties guy is Walt, your seventies guy is Dr. J, eighties is uh, the goat Michael Jordan, nineties is Carl Malone, two thousands is the Mamba and 2010s is Steph Curry. I nominate Giannis. You nominate Giannis from 2000s. He could be my 20s player. That who Curry? He's never played a game in the 20s. Giannis um, has. Uh, guards: Jordan Stockton, Steph Curry, Gary Payton, Walt Frazier. Forwards: Kobe, Karl Malone, Giannis, Jacques Julius Irving, and Kawhi Leonard. And your centers: Wilt Chamberlain and David Robinson. Happy with that, Adam? Uh, very happy. Very happy. Uh, the hindsight picks, uh, look, maybe I did rush on Stockton. Maybe I could have picked up Pippen instead of Malone. I like, I, I, I didn't think Scotty would go that high, but I shouldn't be surprised that he did, if you're, that you're makes gonna sense. Have, you're going to have the most uh, devastating pick and roll, I think, in any of the three teams, so... It's going to be a very interesting uh, lineup. I think we've got a lot of versatility um, and a lot of ability to spread the scoring load. Fair enough. Uh, Daniel, your decades, guys, you've got from the 50s, Elgin Baylor, 60s, Oscar Robertson, from the 70s, Kareem, from the 80s, Isaiah Thomas, from the 90s, Hakeem, from the 2000s, Tim Duncan, from the 2010s, LeBron. And your team is your guards, Oscar Robertson, Isaiah Thomas, Dwayne Wade, John Havlicek at guard, and Chris Paul. And your forwards, LeBron James, Tim Duncan, Elgin Baylor, Kevin Garnett, and Dirk Nowitzki. And the centers, the two dreams, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Hakeem Olajuwon. Yep, recycling those nicknames. Yeah. One will give you the dream shake. So, and my team. Uh, my guys from the 50s, Bill Russell, from the 60s, Jerry West, very tenuously from the 70s, Larry Bird, from the 80s, Magic Johnson, from the 90s, Scotty Pippen, from the 2000s, Steve Nash, from the 2010s, Kevin Durant, and my guards, Magic, 
Jerry West, Steve Nash, Ray Allen, and Tracy McGrady. My forwards are Larry Bird, Kevin Durant, Scotty Pippen, Charles Barkley, and Kevin McHale. And my centers, Bill Russell and Shaquille O'Neal. So now we will go to the next stage, which is on my Facebook page. If you look up It Should Go Without Saying, um, you will be able to vote on which team you think is the best. And this is just a nice little exercise to see, you know. So the, everyone votes for this team down there on that Facebook yeah. page. So it'll just be the, yeah, so it'll just be the... Uh, the Notice whatever, I was the, pointing at my team. Yeah. Um, so it'll just be Adam's, Adam's team, Daniel's team, Andrew's team. And we'll well, I'd be worried if, if, your, if your team gets voted highest, um, mm-hmm. I want to recount because I reckon it's Kevin Durant with a bunch of burner accounts. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny, very hysterical. Um, so, and then what we're planning to do next weekend, which is the weekend of May the 23rd and 24th, is we're going to start seeing on NBA 2K20 which one of these teams is actually the best. And what we're going to do is a three-way best of nine. Each team is going to play each other three times, and Adam is going to broadcast those games and I'll let him describe it. <laughs> okay, so so as I was saying at the start of the video, uh, these games are going to be broadcast on Twitch. So my Twitch channel, which is ads7281. Then we'll be uploading the replays, uh, once they've been cleaned up a little bit, to YouTube for those that missed the, the live broadcast. Through the live broadcast, we will have a few polls running in the chat uh, while the games are being simulated. So yeah, I'd encourage everybody to, to tune in uh, so it's ads seven two eight one. We'll put the description in the show notes. And after we've yeah, so there'll be three games a week, I believe, Punter. That's what we're gonna the schedule's gonna be. Um That is. And I will of course if if I will be posting links on the Facebook page and yeah. on the much followed uh Twitter handle. Uh, for those of you who don't know that the podcast has well as it is at should saying pod. At should uh, saying pod. So we'll post we'll post those links there to the to the to the twit to the Twitch when it goes the Twitch, live. The Twitch, the Twitter, and the and the, the tube. And the tube and then the YouTube video. On the we'll book face. On the on the YouTube videos we'll post links to on the Facebook page too and the uh, and the Twitter handle. Yeah. So you can look and we'll see through the poll and also through NBA two K twenty. Um, who's got the best team? Yeah. And because there's not games, there can't, you know, they can't, I said, I mean, every team will play six games, so there can be a tie, so I'll be quiet. Yes, well, <laughs> there won't be. My, my team will just go 6-0. and oh. That's what Jordan <laughs> does. Yeah. That's what Michael Jordan's renowned for. Yeah, it'll be just like... Six games, six wins. I didn't, I didn't know it was possible, but, you know, um, digital Kevin Durant has been found stabbed to death. <laughs> and... <laughs> No, no, no. So after being down 3-1, Kevin Durant all of a sudden ends up on my team. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, Seems like a fair trade. Kevin Durant and Scotty Pippen for Malone and Stockton. We're at at well past the two-hour mark, gentlemen. So we've even got past Adam and I's personal record for uh, the Western Conference preview from last season. So... Yeah, this um, one, might, this one's a special one. We might call it a day. Hopefully, there's enough content to get you through 
uh, until uh, at least till the NBA season starts again. But keep on looking on the Facebook page uh, for more information about the content that's going to come out of this with the with the NBA 2K, and that will be that. So thanks for joining us, Daniel. No problem. I hope you enjoyed it. We hope we'll see you back here for another. Uh, Maybe we NBA jump on for a bit of a, a post. Uh, like a post, a debrief after the games. We'll, we'll have a bit of a chat then. Yeah, yeah. sounds good. We can and have a whinge Adam, and a complain about how the virtual players didn't play like we expected them to play. <laughs> it's like a damn video game. Uh, virtual Charles just sat on the bench eating donuts and chicken wings. <laughs> um, yeah, and thank you, Adam, for, for your help and for co-hosting the pod, I guess, and the, and the, and the videos. It's going to be very exciting. Until next time, which will be very soon, yes, uh, across all these different forms, I'm Andrew Lewis. This is the podcast that you go without saying. We will, and I can say this this time, we will see you next time.